and welcome to the Red and White Authority Podcast. This is episode 141. I'm Art Regner. Our guest is going to be uh, the, one of the latest additions to the Red Wings, a longtime NHLer, Sam Gagne, will be joining us in a second. But as always, I want to let you know that the Red and White Authority is presented by Labatt Blue. It is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, it's going to be spring and summer and, you know, you're going to be like doing yard work. What better way to cap off a hard day? Like one of those really steamy, hot, humid days than a nice, ice-cold, frothy Labatt Blue. But we do ask that you drink our premium beer responsibly. And now, with that, let's bring in Sam Gagne from uh, from the Red Wings. And Sam, welcome to the Red and White Authority. Welcome to Detroit. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm going to go back, because very rarely have we had... We've had a lot of guests on this show, but your father is a very accomplished NHL player in his own right. Dave Gagne, whom I remember as Minnesota, played for several teams. What was it like growing up having your dad be not only a professional athlete, but a very well-known professional athlete? Yeah, um, you know, it was cool for me. I, I think um, getting the chance to grow up around NHL arenas and, um, you know, meet NHL players at a young age and, um, you know, just I, I think – see first and foremost that they're normal people and uh you know i think at, the, at that age you're always like looking up to these guys as your idols and then you get a chance to meet them and they're just like your dad so um i think that was the cool part for me uh getting a chance to grow up around the ranks and um learn from those guys and uh you know being nhl locker rooms is really cool so uh that was a lot of fun for me you know were you one of these kids that you know obviously you idolize your dad and i know the older you get you know he's your hero and all that kind of stuff but back then was it, yeah, you're my dad, I like, you know, so-and-so, you know? I mean, where, did you have a favorite player that was not your father? Is there a yeah. guy that stands out? Yeah, I mean, I, I never really had a favorite team. It was always whoever my dad played for. So, um, you know, a lot of guys, wherever they grew up, that's kind of their favorite team. But I, I, I just was followed my dad. And um, But favorite player, I always um, idolized Peter Forsberg growing up, just the way he played. I know... He probably wasn't a fan favorite around here. Oh no! <laughs> but um, yeah, just the way he played. I mean, he was he was, uh, you know, he was a guy that kind of other teams, like I said, you know, didn't like. And um, but he had a ton of skill and you know played with a lot of heart and passion and um, you know played the game the right way. So uh, he he was a guy. I know my dad had a ton of respect to just playing against him. He was always a really hard guy to play against. And, um, you know, that's kind of the guy I grew up watching that uh, I wanted to emulate. And, you know, I, I watch my dad, obviously, all the time, too. And, um, you know, so I think it was my dad was my favorite player. And then uh, Peter Forsberg after that. Uh, is there one moment that stands out to you, maybe as a little kid, where you're walking around the room and, I don't know, having guys sign a stick or whatever, where you decided this is really what I want to do. I want to be not only like my dad, I want to mm. be like all these guys. Uh, I don't know if there was a specific moment, but, um, you know, I, I obviously have a ton of respect for my dad. And, uh, you know, you just, uh, like a lot of kids, you grow up wanting to be like your dad. And um, I think, uh, you know, just having a chance to be around it as a little kid. And um, I think it really, the, the passion really clicked in for me when he retired and we moved to Canada, um, when we moved to Toronto. Uh, it was hockey crazy there, and I, I had, you know, spent the last couple of years in, in Florida. So when you get a chance to, to see, you know, a, a lot like here, right, in Michigan, it's right. it's hockey crazy. In Toronto, same thing. So all my friends, that's all they wanted to do. And I just, uh, 
really developed a passion for it there. And we had a rink in my backyard um, growing up, and I was out there all the time. And that's kind of what fueled my passion for the game and what uh, made me into the player I am today. When you when you look back at it and, and you see maybe the evolution of you as a player, did you feel any extra pressure? Uh, or did you have did people elevate expectation levels for you as a little kid let's say because Dave Gagne was your dad um if they did I never really felt it um I think my dad did a really good job of that of um you know he he, he tried to instill um a certain work ethic and you know a certain respect and and all that in, into how I played but at the same time it was about fun and, and making sure that um you know, I did it because I wanted to, and uh, it was a passion of mine. It was never something that he forced on me. He just wanted to make sure that if he was driving me all over the place, he was making sure I was working hard. And uh, so, you know, I developed a work ethic throughout through him. And um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I never felt any pressure in that regard. And um, I think I, I, I owe pretty much all that to my parents for just keeping me. Um, you know, I, I think school was really important. Um, you know, being around friends and family is really important, and it wasn't just all about hockey. So uh, they tried to kind of raise me uh, to be well-rounded. Uh, I don't know if it all took, but uh, <laughs> um, it definitely uh, it definitely helped. When did you maybe come to the realization, and I'll get off this, we'll get into it, but I, I'm kind of fascinated mm -hmm. because uh, you're such a, you know, over the years, and I'm not saying that because you're here, but I've always liked you as a player. I mean, I, I really have. I just like the – you're just something about you where, I, you know, that Sam Gagne, man, he's a real player. Uh, where you realize that maybe this was a highly selective and special job mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm not taking – but, you know, your dad just wasn't an accountant or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that it was a highly pressurized public that he was, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of a celebrity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's funny, like, I – some of the places he played, um, like when I was initially growing up, he played in Dallas. And um, I, I remember, like, my mom tells me stories about, like, uh, like some of her neighbor friends being like, oh, what, what, is, what does Dave do? And they're like, oh, he, he plays hockey. And, and they're like, well, can he make a living doing that? And they, they didn't know, right? right so, right. Um, but yeah, pretty good living. So, um, <laughs> you know, some of the places like Dallas, Florida, um, it didn't didn't really didn't really matter there uh, as much but then I, I remember he got traded to Calgary uh, I can't remember he traded there aside as a free agent or whatever but um, that that was kind of the um, the first uh, time where you know you go to school and and uh, you, you know you know try not to tell people but it ends up coming out that your dad's a Calgary flame and that's when it kind of clicks in like wow okay this is a big deal um, it's pretty cool so um, you know, those Canadian cities or, you know, the, the cities like this where, you know, original six team um, and there's, you know, people know about it a little more. That's when it starts to click in a little bit. When does it click in? I know you want to be a player. When does it click in that you're going to be a player that, you know, that you knew that, you know, I really have a chance to follow in my dad's footsteps? Um, well, our minor hockey team was really good. Um, we had, you know, John Tavares and uh, Cody Golubov, who's here now uh, with me, and Brendan Smith, who was a longtime wing. So um, we, had a, we had a really good team. And uh, so people are talking about, um, you know, some guys making it, but there's a lot of really good minor hockey players that never make it. So uh, I, I don't think it was until uh, till I went and played in London in junior. Um, 
when I started to put up some numbers there, uh, playing with uh, Pat Kane, that uh, it really started to click into me like it was a, a real possibility that I was going to be able to be able to play. And, um, you know, if I put in the time and and uh, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have played as long as I have now. And, um, you know, I've I, I've enjoyed all of it. Yeah. I know I asked you in the room like a few days ago about being on an original 16. Mm -hmm. Yet, I guess, and I know there's the next six and all that, but if there is kind of an iconic franchise, possibly because they had Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier, we can go on Yari Curry, Grant Fuhrer, but Edmonton, uh, to play for them, I would imagine getting drafted by them, sixth pick overall in your draft Mm -hmm. year, that that had to be only not only a testament to the player it's you but you know I guess unless you know if you know I'm not a Canadian kid but I guess it would be the Leafs maybe or the Canadians yeah. but Edmonton has to be right up there as far as a franchise yeah for sure I mean I, I grew up um, just outside of Toronto and all my buddies were Leafs fans so that that was kind of uh, you know the pinnacle uh, but um, yeah like you said I mean Edmonton has a has a really rich history. Um, having won uh, the cups they did and and the players that went through there the hall of famers um so yeah i mean i, I it, it was it was a really exciting time for me i i, I think that you you want to you want to play in a market that hockey matters and in edmonton it really does matter and uh you know we went through some tough years there but um you know the fan support was always great and uh you know it was a place that uh uh, I came to consider home. You know, I met my wife there, and um, you know, her family's still there, and it's uh, it, it was a lot of fun for me. You know, kind of growing up in the league, playing there. What any extra pressure being an Oiler? Because you said they had some down years. Yeah. You know, but like everybody, you know, I mean, this the way the professional sports is. Yeah, you're not going to be sure. on top the whole time. But I mean, did you did you really feel it? Is there any extra pressure where? Their expectation levels are through the roof because they've had some of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they look at you and say, "Well, gee, Sam, you got, what's the deal?" Well, for sure. I mean, I, I think it's tough, especially at a young age. And um, you know, if you're not able to find uh, you know winning seasons, it, it, it does weigh on you. I mean, that's that's the reason you play as a hockey player is to get a chance to play in playoff games and uh, you know to to play in those important games. And you know, if if if, if you don't get a chance to do that, uh, it, it's definitely hard, and especially in a market like that where uh, it matters to everybody. And, you know, the, the, fa- the fans still come out and support you all the way down to the last game of the season, and uh, you're doing your best to, to help make it a playoff team and what doesn't happen. Um, it, it's certainly difficult, but, you know, I feel like you learn a lot about yourself going through that adversity. I mean, you look at uh, the situation here and, um, you know, some of the young guys that, you know, Dylan Larkin and uh, Mantha Bertuzzi, these guys that have, you know, been through it a couple of years. And, um, you know, it's difficult. You feel a lot of weight on your shoulders. But uh, I, I think if you're able to to gain some things from it and, and fight through the adversity, it can really help you going forward. And I know that I've grown a lot as a person, as a player because of it. And it's just one of those things that uh, different things happen in your career and you just got to learn how to deal with them you know i mean how difficult is it to deal do you rely i mean you call your dad up you know or do you or 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 do you you know are you reflective and you know go out and walk you know in the woods or something yeah well you rely on your family or support system all that kind of stuff but like you said i think it's a it's important to gain perspective i mean you're getting a chance to play in the best league in the world and um you know do it for a living and that's that's a ton of fun and 
um, you know, the main objective is to win and, uh, that's what you're, you're out there to do. Um, but you know what, I mean, you, you have to try and focus on the process as well and, and try to figure out, uh, ways to, to improve, you know, as you go along and you, you look at where Edmonton is now and, um, they got a chance to do some special things and, um, you know, the guys there have been through a lot and, uh, they're turning the corner now. So it's, um, you just uh, you learn a lot about yourself in, in tough times, and um, I, I'm I'm thankful for having gone through them and uh, go, going through the adversity. I feel always helps you. Now, I don't want to turn this into like a Dr. Phil interview. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> but I mean, what did you learn about yourself? I mean, well, yeah, I've learned um, that I can that I can dig in. Um, you know, it's not always going to be easy, and um, it's uh, you know I think. Uh, uh, it, it's it's one of those things that some guys I feel uh, they can fold from it, and um, you know if you can find a way to come out the other side stronger, um, you feel really good about yourself and you feel proud about how the the way you handled things. And um, you know I feel like I handled it uh, the right way as I was going through it, and um, you know I'm a better person, better player because of it. I feel like uh, adversity is a really great teacher and um you know I, I think looking back on it it's it's a great lesson for you know my kids now it's uh you just keep pushing through and um you know it's uh, there's a great reward at the other side so it's it's i, I i'm thankful for the career that i've had and uh hopefully got a, a long way left to go being traded to the red wings at the trade deadline day this was the fifth time you were moved mm-hmm. uh and you know you and because you're the type of player that teams want i mean you can you know you're a player it's not like you know you're a malcontent or something yeah, like yeah. that uh but what i really love is you're one of the few players that got traded twice in the same day yeah, yeah. so i mean do you even do you even own a tampa bay jersey or i mean you're traded to, uh, to tampa and then you were proceeded the same day yeah. traded to arizona well tampa i i knew so they had a lot of cap issues at the time so they were trying to clear cap space and so actually stevie was the the uh, the gm of tampa at the time and so i get traded to tampa and i kind of knew right away uh he he had called me and and said hey listen this is this is what we're doing um you know there's there we're going to try and flip you and and clear some cap space so i, I kind of knew that i was going somewhere else right away um so i didn't really I wasn't looking for places in Tampa or anything yet. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, I landed in Arizona. So it, it was uh, kind of a whirlwind few hours, and I was getting married in a week. So we were just oh trying gosh. to we were trying to prepare for the wedding and then figure out where I was going to go. But, um, yeah, I landed in Arizona, so it was good. Yeah, our producer, uh, Andrew Bossman Christoph, he's getting married this summer. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. You want to give him any tips about married life? or? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I, know if I have any. Uh, uh Okay, you go to Arizona. That has been a cluster forever, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, what was it like to go to the American Southwest and play hockey? Yeah, it was definitely a, a change. Um, you know, I, like I said, I had a, a lot of emotions towards uh, Edmonton. And, uh, you know, it's a place that um, it's it's a very passionate hockey city. And then you go uh, to Arizona where, um, you know, it's just uh, a little less well-known and then we we didn't have a great year as a team, and you know we're out of the playoffs early, and you're going to you're going to the rink for games, and it's sunny outside and uh, nice weather, and you know nobody's showing up to the games, so uh, it was definitely a change, uh, and um, you know I, I think um, 
yeah, the emotional level is different. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed obviously the the living aspect of it. You know, there there wasn't a cloud. I feel like for a couple months, and uh, <laughs> it was always nice weather. So that 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 was enjoyable. Would you? Uh, are you a golfer? Uh, I I don't in season like I, I I would in the off season, but I never. Really oh, okay. Do so season. you your golf game didn't improve then no, when you were a Coyote. No, no, I was focusing on hockey, and um, so yeah, no. Because I've had several Coyotes tell me over the years that yeah, okay, maybe our team wasn't very good, but we all became pretty good yeah, golfers. Yeah, yeah, no, not me. <laughs> uh, uh, being traded Philadelphia, you signed Columbus, you signed with uh, with Vancouver. Uh, that vagabond lifestyle mm-hmm. in, in a way, but you have to go, I guess, where you're wanted. What kind of toll has that taken on you? Well, it's it's more the family stuff. I mean, it's funny, like I, I played in Edmonton for seven years and then a week before my wedding, I get traded and I haven't been in the same place for two years since. So, um, you know, it's uh, we got three kids now. And uh, so in the process of, you know, moving all this, you know, we're having kids and trying to sort that whole life out. And um, I think it's probably a little tougher on my wife than it is on me just because when you get traded or you sign with a new team, you have a, an instant gr- group of friends. You know, you have a support system right away where you're, you're among the team and, um, you know, you just kind of get lost in your work. You're going to work every day. But, um, you know, for your family, it's difficult. They have to, you know, get situated in a new house and, um, you know, find new friends, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I think it's probably been harder on my wife than it has on me. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I think at the end of the day, you want to try and find a place where you can have some stability and uh, and stay there for a while. I mean... um, you know, I, I think uh, I still feel like I got a lot of game left. And I can help a team, and um, you know, that's uh, kind of coming here at the end of the season. Uh, you want to try and prove that um, you know you can be a important part of things going forward. You know, you mentioned a few times family, and it is very, very yeah. important. And yeah. you've been a you've been a hockey family since you were born, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, do you try to have a home base now that you have children, where we live in wherever Ontario or whatever, and because there's a lot of players I know, and I don't know if a lot of fans know this, a lot of fellas kind of live by themselves during the mm-hmm. season a lot because they want their children in this area or this school. They want stability for their kids. Yeah, yeah. well, my, my oldest is uh, four and a half, um, so he's not... So you can still yeah, move them around. Yeah, right? they're yeah. not in... Uh, you know, if they were older, for sure. I mean, I, I think um, you know, getting them situated in school and, and having them have the same friends throughout the year... Um, getting some stability for them is, is a good thing. But, uh, you know, we haven't really run into that as, uh, as much yet. It hasn't been much of a problem. But we, we, we go back to Ontario every summer most of the time. And then, um, you know, this last year in Edmonton was good, but my wife's family's there, so that made things a little easier. Uh, but, but certainly, I mean, you want to try and find stability for your family where, you know, you're staying in one place and you're allowing them to, to kind of get, get uh, settled in. When, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about, uh, you, you're settled in, you, you said Ontario. Now, mm. growing up here in Detroit, I've always thought, you know, my, I've always kind of joked around that I didn't know that Ontario was not a state till I was like 15 years yeah, old. Yeah. Uh, yet, I feel very comfortable in Ontario. I feel it's, it is an extension yeah. of the United yeah. States. Yeah. Canadians don't like when I say that, but I don't mean it as a put down. I yeah. just feel comfortable there. Yeah. 
What's it like being an Ontarioan? I mean, yeah. do you feel more at home from the province you're in, or you grew up or stayed a lot in, when you play in America? I mean, is it, you know, is it, I guess, it, I guess what I'm trying to say, Sam, is it much of a culture shock? No, I mean, um, I, like you said, I, I, I grew up playing a lot of hockey down here. I mean, um, you know, playing Little Caesars and Honey Baked and Bellatari, all those teams, like you go into tournaments in Michigan all the time. So, um, uh, my, my parents grew up in Chatham, not far from here. Um, you know, I had family living in Windsor, so um, I think uh, a lot of a lot of my family grew up Wings fans too. So it, it doesn't it feels normal for me. I, I mean, whenever whenever I came to play in the Joe when I was younger, I would always had a bunch of family coming to games, and um, I, I, so I think uh, yeah, like you said, it definitely feels like a an extension of Ontario, and it feels like it's it's close to home for me. When uh, when you look at it now, you're traded to Detroit. Mm -hmm. Steve calls you up. I assume Steve calls mm -hmm. you up and says, "Guess what, Sam? I'm not trading you again. I mean, you're definitely yeah. coming yeah. to Detroit. Yeah. I mean, much of a shock. I mean, you're going from a team that's obviously in a major rebuild. There's no mm -hmm. secrets about that. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows. I mean." disappointed renewal do you look at it and say listen i'm going to be you know another free agent here i can i've got an opportunity with this team to really show yeah, what i can definitely. do i mean i think initially um you know your emotions are you want to you want to get a chance to to play in the playoffs in edmonton because I, I i played there for seven years prior and then this was my eighth and i never got a chance to play a playoff game there but um so you know those are the initial emotions then you get a chance to kind of gain some perspective and look at it and and you know after talking to stevie i think you just get excited about the opportunity there is here i mean they they you know don't have a, a lot of right shot forwards and um you know i got a chance to play on the power play which i uh, wasn't afforded much nice of that tipping goal yeah yeah thanks so wasn't afforded much of that opportunity in edmonton so um you know those are all good things I, i've been i've been through um the situation that the guys are going through here before in edmonton and i understand kind of the emotions that that go with uh you know going through a bit of a rebuild um and you know i feel like i'm a uh you know having gone through that i i understand how to go through it a little better and um kind of the attitude you need to have to push through it and i feel like i i have a lot to offer here so um you know my mindset is just to push through the end of the season and try and be as good of a player as i can and and help the group out here as much as i can and um you know hopefully uh earn another deal and uh, move forward from there. You know, we know, obviously, Ken Holland very, very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he was back, when, when the Oilers were here early in the season, uh, he did a pot, another podcast, and we were talking, and he talked about having Drysaddle and McDavid, mm -hmm. that sometimes you're very fortunate to get one great player, yeah. but to have two right around the same age and could be the cornerstone of a franchise. From your perspective, what's it like playing with two really young players? Are you uh, uh, and what and what are they like to play for? And yeah. how do they handle which has to be a media firestorm virtually every single day? Well, I think they handle it really well. I mean, I, I think the fact that both of them are there it, it helps both of them. I mean, they they push each other to be better. Um, you know, they both want to win the Hart Trophy and both want to lead the league in scoring and they both want to win Stanley Cups. And um, I just think it helps drive your team forward. It helps drive both of them forward. And it's a lot of fun as a player to get a chance to play with guys like that, to see kind of what makes them tick and, and um, you know, 
how they go about their business, all that kind of stuff. So I, I you know, as much as I've been in the league for uh, 13 years now and I'm whatever, eight, 10 years older than them, I learn a lot from them. I mean, um, just to see how, how they go about their business and, and the, the little things they do to, you know, make them such good players. And, uh, um, you know, I feel like just from being around players like that, it makes you a better player. So I feel like I've improved over the last year, having to get a chance to play with them. And um, it can only help uh, help you if you, you get a chance to learn from guys like that. You know, now being here in Detroit, there's about 14 games left. This March schedule is hellish, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I would imagine you have to reach a certain point in your career where you don't really – you want the best deal for you and your family and all that, but you know, sign maybe a long-term deal or you know, gets that stability as your family now is starting to get older. Uh, would you like to stay here? I mean, mm-hmm. is Detroit? I mean, it's close to Ontario. Obviously, this is a team. There's opportunity, especially for a right-handed yeah. shot, especially for a guy who can score, which you can do, and a skilled player like yourself. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I I, I love the game and. Um... Uh, I want to play as long as I can. I mean, I, I have, uh, I still, I mean, um, my my wife kind of makes fun of me. Like uh, a week after the season, I kind of, I want to get going again. I mean, I, I, I love to play. I love to train and work on my game and I'm kind of obsessed with it. So um, I want to continue to play as long as I can. And, you know, if there's a fit here and there's opportunity for me to play and play an important role, I mean, that's something you definitely have to look at. I, I like I, I said earlier, I think uh, just the history of um, the Red Wings and, um, you know, there's a certain aura uh, among being a Red Wing. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a special place to play. And, you know, I think uh, obviously it's been a tough year on a lot, on a lot of guys. But, um, you know, like I said, I've been through it and I, I feel like I can help guys through those different things. And, and you know, hopefully the, the turnaround is, uh, you know, quicker than people expect i mean you look at um you know a team like colorado we played the other night they had a really really bad year and the next year they're 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 right back at it fighting for playoff spots and and now they're one of the top teams in the league so you just um you know for myself uh i just try and take it day by day and play as hard as i can and and um you know and then you just kind of make those decisions as they come when when, when you're traded here i i do, do the Steve or Blash or whomever the Red Wings, let's just say, yeah. uh, say to you, look, just go out, have fun, yeah. play hockey. We know what you you are as a player. You're getting an opportunity here, here, and here. Don't think of anything except focus in on your game. Or do they say, hey, you know, Sam, we've always liked you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve says this is the second time I traded for you. Yeah. Uh, what we like maybe to work something out well yeah i mean i think it was more just um you know they're, they're going to reassess after the season i mean um you know obviously there's a lot going on and uh they're trying to assess a lot of different things um and but they've been great with me and let me know where i stand um you know thus far and and how i'm playing and and what they need for me and all that kind of stuff so um you know that part of it's been really good i mean um you know, I got a chance to talk to, you know, I know Sean Horkoff pretty well playing with him in Edmonton mm-hmm. and Dan Cleary a bit and just kind of what it means uh, and and the way, you know, everyone's treated in this organization. And, um, you know, I've seen it in, you know, my first couple of weeks here is um, they treat everyone really well and uh, it makes it a lot, a lot of fun to play here. 
Well, you know, I, when you were in Edmonton, one final question, because I know you, you have an appointment, so I can't keep you as long yeah. as I usually would yeah. like to. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, at one time, the Red Wings, there was a dressing room, you know, Gordie Howe would be walking in, Ted Lindsay would yeah. be walking in. I mean, the, we're talking, you know, immortals of the game. Yeah. Was that was it like that in Edmonton for you at times? Well, you know, you, you, you lace up your skates one day and, you know, Wayne Gretzky yeah. walks in yeah. or something. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky still is around the team. Um, and, you know, I like Kevin Lowe was the GM when I first got there and Craig McTavish was the coach. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you see Mark Messi around every once in a while. It, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I, I've been there for a couple of jersey retirements and uh, – you know when they honor certain players in the past and um i'm sure it's it's the same here i mean that's uh that's always really cool i mean as a as a guy who loves the game and i kind of uh i've always been a fan of it and followed it uh you know you see these different players around and i mean even you know you, you think of steve eiserman as a gm you're like mm-hmm. i grew up watching steve eiserman he's one of the best players of all time and and, and that's just that that's a cool thing to to be around and you know, you learn a lot from people like that. You know, one thing I've always enjoyed about covering hockey, and I've covered all the sports over the years and all that, is that to me it seems the most collegiate from the standpoint of if you talk to a college athlete, he knows the history of his school. They have a fight yeah. song. Their uniforms yeah. are basically traditional and all that. But there is a sense of awareness of where this game came from that mm-hmm. all players seem to have. Yeah. Now, I know you're, it's ingrained in you because probably because of your father, but what is it like when Kevin Lowe or Steve Eiserman is now just a normal kind of everyday guy, uh, a general manager? I mean, does it carry more weight? Uh, or, you know, they don't walk in, I, I, especially Steve. Steve doesn't walk in and say, here, you know, I yeah, had like, you know, yeah. 1,700 points in this yeah. league. Here I am. Listen yeah. to me. But, I mean, what is that dynamic like? Well, certainly. I mean, you have uh, tremendous respect for what they were able to accomplish uh, as players and um, you know, I think the main thing is is most of the guys in this game are are really good people as well, and uh, you would never know um, that they had the careers they had just the way they act, and uh, that's always a really cool thing for me to see as a as a player. And um, yeah, for sure, you understand the respect and and the tradition that goes along with playing this game, and um, it's always uh, a lot of fun to get a chance to to meet some of those former players that were your idols and and to work for them as well. Well, I'll tell you what, Sam, uh, Andrew Bossman Christoph, the Bossman saying that we have to end this because uh, you have an appointment, but I will tell you, we got to have you back on. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, yeah. I knew I would. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been an admirer of yours for a long time. I've followed your career. You know, that's one of the luxuries growing up in Detroit, watching Hockey Night in Canada yeah. all these years. Yeah. So I think next time, let's just make a deal. You've played 841 games so yeah. far in this league. You have 459 total points. Yeah. Next podcast, we'll go through all 459 points. Love it. I, I right? think I remember them all. So, yeah, they're, yeah, they're really no great. Sam, thanks yeah. for doing this. I really appreciate it. Welcome to Detroit. It's great having you at Red Wing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a softie. I, I hope it works out. I'd yeah. love to see you in the red and white for yeah. a long, long time. All right. Thank yeah, thanks. You. Appreciate it. Yeah.